Hello, welcome, and blessings to our Not About Us listeners. We're going to do a conversation. Today is January 15th, 2021, uh, just in case you're keeping track. But before too much more is said, as always, this is Brad. And this is Scott. And this is Not About Us. Hey, listeners, as always, I am thankful and I'm happy that you're here. What you don't know is right now, uh, Scott and I just got done recording um, a Genesis study followed by a Revelation study. And I got to say, from going from mind blown in Genesis to, to my own study of Revelation and being a very personal and emotional one, woo! (laughs) <laughs> we'll we'll see <laughs> what fruit we get out of the conversation, but uh, um, in order to make sure that we are producing some fruit here, let's start it up as always the the best way that we can, and invite who this is always really about. Uh, Scott, would you would you go ahead and give us a prayer? Oh, absolutely. Yahweh, thank you. Yahweh, we just praise you. We just worship and magnify you and invite you in yes we just want to tell you how awesome and amazing and holy and wonderful you are and how special it is to be yours in this darkness in this these trials and tribulations you're always here you're always with us and we just pray in in all of our listeners lives and on this planet peace peace i realize some dark times are coming that have been foretold and cannot be avoided because of the the darkness and sinful nature that we have brought in ourselves that because of your love you need to destroy you need to correct you want to pull us out of it you're not here to destroy us you're here to destroy it from uh from taking us with it here to destroy it so it doesn't kill us but there's there's in in the middle of that war we claim peace we cry peace we cry peace father god as sudden destruction rains down on this planet we cry for your peace Not the false peace being presented by the deceiver, but your peace. Your peace in our lives in the midst of chaos. And your ultimate peace as our lives on this planet end in whatever manner that might be. We have an eternity of peace and awesomeness to look forward to. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Thank you. And amen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I have... well, as always, Brad and I were talking <laughs> just on our own uh, right before this, and suddenly we went, wait, what are we doing? Turn the mics on. Mics are not on. That's right. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Well, okay. So last time um, in the conversation, you were discussing uh, how God came to you and 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 moved in your heart 
hey, whoa, whoa, I, I gave you a purpose and I need you to focus on that. The things of the world, though, I, I, that, those are mine. I, I, I'm going to handle the bigger picture stuff. Yeah, I was starting to fall into a depression just seeing all of the deception, especially here in the United States, the uh, rigging of the election, the obvious blatant rigging of the election and, and the, the, the total denial of any wrongdoing in, in the face of just, just, just the obvious fact that evil seems to have just taken over and is just getting its way and no one can stop it. And, and that God. they're 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 putting it right in our faces. Guys. Yeah, they're putting it right in our faces. It's 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 infiltrating our our entertainment, our commercials, our the things that are right there in our face. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's almost like it's it's uh, um, boasting about it. Look what I'm getting away with. And I was just depressed by all the people who were buying in and and just blinded by it, and just getting sucked into all of it. And it was just sinking me down, and, and, and God was just bringing me to a place of, hey, hey, you have a purpose in me. All of this, this whole cloud, this, this the, you know, the entire planet, the universe, it's mine. You are only responsible for what I am calling you to do. Focus on that. And that just gave me a peace uh, and a clarity through all of this. And then today, Brad, as he said before, just finished his revelation study and talking about hearing the voice of God and uh, go into a little bit about that. Well, let me real quick set up, um, listen to Revelation Study 9 if you're so inclined to do so. Um, And I talk a lot, uh, I talk in greater detail in there about this. I don't need, I don't think I need to repeat over and over again in every podcast stuff, but real quickly, I'll tell you. No, right now, summarize <laughs> what we've done on every single podcast. <laughs> okay. In the introduction, <laughs> no, no. Um, but basically in, in that I had, I, I confessed some things uh, about where I was after the, the, the storming of the U S Capitol building and that whole situation. And, and it's just fraud has won deception has won democracy is dead uh we can never trust um another election in this country i mean if we even have another election if we even have, yes and and then even just all of all of the <laughs> the bad stuff which listen to the new year's conversation not to me a lot of this stuff um it was bad to the world, and I feel guilty at that point, too, because it wasn't necessarily bad for me. But all of this stuff just started taking its toll on me. And for a brief period of time, I thought I was drifting away. And I was feeling a little guilty of that. I was drifting away from God and and, and, and everything. And listen to the Revelation study. Uh, you'll see that I was not drifting away. He called my name, and, and he wants me. And and that was the truth that I had to remember. But needless to say, I've had an interesting two weeks. I'm I'm in empowered on fire mode. I'm um, I have come to my own conclusion about some things um, from a study that was done, and I'm not going to share them because we don't date set, we don't do those kind of things, and it could be truth and it could not be truth. Um, the math could be correct, the math may not be correct, but needless to say, 
it is going to happen, and it possibly is going to happen a lot sooner um, than even I was thinking, or at least I knew it was happening, but uh, now I'm faced with the reality of that in my own in my own life, and what that what does that mean? And so, just here a few moments ago, I was explaining to Scott that. I was nervous then for people in my life and people, uh, people not in my life. I was nervous for a lot of people, for the for the, the whole world, <laughs> because some people are falling into the to the deception into the into the lies. Some people are purposely wanting to be deceived. Some people are purposely deceiving others. I mean, there's so much stuff going on out there, and and I was. Uh, I was just explaining how hard it is. Now, in the study of Revelation, I was discussing how to hear uh, the voice of God. And one of the ways I did that was I shared a, a dream. And I'm not going to spend the time to repeat the whole dream here again. But uh, part of, for me, part of that dream, the message I was given, was I need to just help people find their way home. Um, in the dream, my, my, the, 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 the goal was I needed to f- help people find their way home. Now, I found it interesting that in your dream, you know, one, the first person was blind. Yes. And I saw that as very telling. And, um, and in a way, while I was trying to help her, I was blind. Because mm-hmm. I did not know what I was doing. I did not know how to get her home. I, I was having a hard time. Um, and then the other gentleman in the dream, the younger man, uh, I knew him as a criminal. But mm-hmm. even in the dream, I realized I, I made a connection. I judged him, but not harshly. I, I judged him as a criminal, and I should be on guard. And I remember purposely saying to myself, but don't be standoffish. You're a criminal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I was on guard with him until towards the end when I was able to just let my defenses uh, down and go, no, this this guy deserves to go home too. Like, you know, but anyway, so here I have a dream um, about my goal is to help people find their way home. And, and then I start thinking about all the people that I'm, I, I, this is how I work. I think a lot of humans work this way. I immediately go to the, the, the anxiety of that situation. There's going to be a lot of people I'm not going to be able to get home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of hit me hard. But you were suggesting um, that I literally just said it in my own study that in order to hear the voice of God, we've got to do a few things. We've got to get rid of the distractions. We've got to create uh, a way for the Spirit uh, to be able to be heard because the world is shouting at us. And so I suggested you need to quiet. And I made an example. You need to quiet your surroundings. And I, and I gave an example of how I, why I had this dream and how, even though I wasn't necessarily doing it on purpose, I quieted my surroundings and, and I got the dream. And so last time you got clear instructions, um, from God that, uh, you know, that what your purpose is and, hey, I've got everything else. So you're able to now share 
your experience, what you experienced with me to offer me some comfort. And, and then that got us into uh, another conversation about salvation <laughs> and how I was going to say that salvation is, uh, there's kind of stages of it. And one of the first stages that uh, I think a lot of us get into, at least I did, was, oh, thank you, God, I'm saved. Oh, thank you, God, you're my Savior. Oh, thank you, God. And you just, you thank him, you thank him, thank him, thank him. And it's very almost selfish because thank you for my salvation. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving yeah. me. It's exciting and joyful at the beginning. It's, it's, it, it's just that. I'm saved. It's the, it's the, it's the emotional rush of, of I've been rescued. I was in a bad place and I just realized realized my life has been saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then um, another area, another stage that I went through, and I still go through frequently. And I would, I, I think this is, I think that this is important to get to this stage of your salvation is to realize that wow, this is awesome. I want you to be saved. I want you to be saved. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. everyone to be saved because this is awesome. But the problem, no, I don't know if it's a problem. I don't like the word problem. But the thing about me and the way my mind works then is when I'm not seeing evidence of salvation in others and I know how great and wonderful it is and they're not excited about it, I feel like I'm failing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, that uh, I, I feel the, the, the worry and the stress. Uh, I've mentioned it before, so many, many conversations ago, but, you know, if, if someone's standing on a train track and, and the train is barreling down on them and they're looking off in the opposite direction and, and you know, that this train is going to hit them at 140 miles per hour and completely demolish them, you're going to shout and scream and do whatever you can. You're going to say, get off that track even to the point where you might have to run in there and tackle them off of it because they're in denial. They're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I truly do believe that. But there are some people that are going to stay on that track. And even if you go and try to tackle them, they're not going to budge. And that's a hard concept for me to understand because I know, and this really does confuse me sometimes, um, the storming of the Capitol building, that really confused me. Why are we answering hate with hate? Why are we answering violence with violence? Because in my mind, that doesn't make sense. Guys, we're all saved. We're all loved by God. Why are we doing this? And then I have to remember that not everyone thinks that way, <laughs> you know. So that was that was the, the struggle I was having. But you were sharing... Um, your experience, and that was bringing me some comfort to help me remember, you're right. God has given me a purpose. My purpose is, I believe, from that dream, um, and and no, I don't believe it because I talked to God about it, but uh, it's to help people find their way home. That doesn't mean, the, the, the key word there is help people find their way home. That doesn't mean I'm taking them home. I didn't actually get anybody to their home in the stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was just finding ways to help them, and uh, and then and and dealing with the uh, with the the feeling of I can't. I, I how, what do I do? How do I do this? So 
I think God is just saying, Brad, you need to really work on, and, and there was there was way more to this that God and I talked about. I don't want to share everything because I do think some things are just my relationship with Christ, but but uh, I I do feel that he was pretty much saying, hey, uh, your goal is to help. <laughs> You're not supposed to actually, you know, get them there. That's my job, you know. Yeah. No, I I definitely I definitely agree with that. Um, and I do want to I do want to say we've been we've been focused on a lot of these uh, last few podcasts. When I say last few, um, I realize it's it's been the last two, three, four podcasts, which for us has covered, you know, like maybe two months, you know, depending on how often we record these. Uh, but you put them all, you know, when you combine them, you know, it's just, you know, two or three, you know, maybe four hour long podcasts. It doesn't feel like two months. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> But they've kind of been focused on the negativity. You know, it's, 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 thank you, God, that we're not there, but it's recognizing the deception of the enemy, which is important. Not saying it's not, and we should just let it go and leave it alone. But there's been a focus on, and this is what led me to my depression and, and, and what, What's hurting, hitting Brad emotionally is there's the recognition that in the world there is an apparent victory of deception over truth. There is an apparent victory of evil. Uh, And God has led us both to the place where he he's just got to change our hearts and say look that is that is not incorrect that this is what's going on in the world but i'm still the winner i'm still victorious i'm still god that's still part of the deception that is trying to get you to bury your head in the sand that is trying to get you into a dark pit and leave you there uh so I guess that's where we really want to go today with this podcast is how awesome he is and and how pathetic uh, the plans of the enemy truly are. Now, there is a sadness to it because a lot of people are going to fall to that deception. There is that recognition. The Bible said it. Bible has prophesied it. There's going to be a great falling away. There are going to be many people that celebrate the cause of the enemy. Uh, Bible says there's going to be two witnesses that come that many people, you know, there's been a lot of debate as to who they are. I personally believe it's uh, Moses and Elijah. Uh, and they're going to preach for three and a half years. And at the end of that three and a half years, these prophets of God, I mean, if it is Moses and Elijah themselves brought back by God, I mean, these these men of God who have stood before the throne of God, who have been in heaven all this time in the presence of God, who've come back to, uh, to, to make 
God's final judgment upon us and, and, and bring us back to him, after three and a half years, they're going to be killed and the world is going to rejoice. The Bible says that the world, the people of the world are going to give each other gifts. It's going to be a holiday that the men of God are dead. That's, that's the way the world views it. That's the way the world sees the truth. That's the way the world sees God. And we need to recognize it but not be overcome by it. And that's a difficult thing to do. So right now, we just want to praise God and thank God that in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of all this darkness, he's still the winner. He's still victorious. And all of this is still in his hands. It's still his plan. It's still by his design. He's still wooing all of us, but the time... His, his time, this earth's time, is wrapping up. And he has to let every one of us make our final decision. And it has to be our decision. And so with, because of that, he's giving us, uh, he's letting darkness go. He's letting the darkness just become fully dark. Now in, in that, his light is going to shine brighter and brighter and brighter as well. And we're going to have a clear-cut choice to make the, the, the further this goes. But light will always win. The sad part is there's going to be people who don't come with us. I just think it's amazing that he is patient enough that he is still wooing us even while all of this is going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the character of God... It's just amazing. The patience, yeah. the love, the endurance. It, it mentions in Scripture that he is the long-suffering God because he has to deal with our transgressions and our rebuking of him and, and all of that. And uh, the long-suffering God. Any one of us suffers for a moment. We hate it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we want it to end. We'll do whatever we can to make it end as quick as possible, and he endures it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm just amazed uh, by him. I, I, I always come back to the simple fact that we do not deserve him as our God. We deserve, we deserve every terrible punishment that was put on Jesus at the cross, we deserve that wrath of God on us. Most of us will not admit this. Scripture says men proclaim their own good. But that is the truth, whether you will admit it or not. We deserve the full wrath of God on us, and he doesn't want to give it to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just... And he's so far above us. Uh, I mean, we're, we're nothing compared to a God. Nothing. Yet he still wants us. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I'll always come back to that. It's just, uh, that by itself is just amazing. We don't deserve it, but he wants us. We bring nothing to it. He brings everything to it. He wants us. 
that's what should be be you know that's what we should be discussing in the media that's what we should be praising uh, you know we, right now there's a there's a situation going on where people are putting their faith into humans they're putting their faith into humans to save them in, in this country I, i'm sure it happens everywhere but right now there's biden and trump there's people on the Trump side holding off that he's going to do something incredible before Inauguration Day to stay in power because they are, they are they're bowing down to worship him. On the other side, you've got the people that are just thrilled and amazed that they got their guy in because he's going to save them. No, no person is going to save you. They are human. They are fallible. They cannot save themselves, let alone you. And what drives me crazy is they don't know your name. God knows your name. God loves you. He knows every intimate detail about you and every disgusting detail about you. And he still loves you and wants you. So why would you put yeah. your faith into a human who, <laughs> who is here today and gone tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What, happened if, what, if, what happened if Biden and Trump both died tomorrow for whatever reasons? What would happen to this country? <laughs> All that faith you've been putting into uh, into these wrong people, uh, you know. Now, when I I won't go I won't go political, but basically, there's one side that I voted for because I had my concerns about what would happen if the other person was put in office and uh, to Israel to our country. I'm very much, very much against killing babies. Uh, very much against abortion. So I, <laughs> we probably lost some listeners, <laughs> but um, but that is important to me because I feel that that's what's important to God. You know, and so I vote the way that I voted. I didn't put my faith in into the person. I put my faith into the hope that the country would make the decisions that were more godly. But still, my faith was in Jesus Christ sitting on the throne to Yahweh, God, to Yahweh, Father God. My hope and faith and trust are in them. So, I guess what I'm trying to say, and maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going to be a little harsh here when I say this, stop putting your faith and your trust in a human Savior. Okay. <laughs> no, amen. Glad we got that out. And I think that's I get it. I get why the violence happened. I get why the storming of the Capitol happened because it's obvious to the world. It's obvious to the United States of America that this election was manipulated. Uh this the the country is being lied to uh, for years that there is a globalist agenda to destroy this country, to set about their own uh, plan and and unify us all under what will be you know the Antichrist is coming. I I, I say that with confidence. Uh, it's it, it's almost like they're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's it's getting more and more out in the open. Their their plans, 
it was a this was a brazen attack on our country and democracy and and I said before you know when there was still when when it when Biden originally looked like he won the election and then all of the talk about uh, the theft of the election and the deception came out there was hope that we that it could be stopped and I said it before I said if Biden is actually elected the republic that is that was the United States of America is officially dead. Uh, there is no republic anymore. There is the nation, the United States of America, but there's no democracy. There's no republic. It has become a dictatorship. Uh, it is. It will be ruled by the the hidden dark forces that are pulling the strings, and that's what's happening. That's what started to get us depressed, and. Fortunately, we have a Savior who, who has shown us the light, who has loved us uh, in, enough to embrace us and, and let us see with spiritual eyes. And as we've said before a hundred times, death, where is thy sting? Our hope is not in this life. Everyone dies, period. No matter how you lived on this planet, as a king, as a pauper, you die. This life is but a vapor. And we have no faith in this life itself, but in the life to come. And, and, in, and in the God who has given us eternal life to come. But for those who are blind, and for those who don't understand who God is, when they see what we're seeing, the deception wrought on this nation... The fact that Trump did get the majority vote, the fact that Trump did win the election and it was stolen, the fact that the media is condemning him on all sides because they're part of this, the fact that uh, Hollywood is unified against Trump and trying and part of the propaganda and trying to convince the entire world and the American people that Trump is the actual liar and deceiver and evil one. And all of this going on, when they see this happening, they see it as a threat. They see it as a declaration of war. And I totally understand why their anger came out, why they did what they did in those circumstances. What's crazy is that for several months last year, we were training or we were telling people it's okay to riot and pro to, to protest uh, and riot, and 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 there were several uh, on uh, se several liberals that were in agreement that this is okay, that this needs to happen. They were calling for revolution. They said, mm -hmm. you know, they were saying things like like. Uh, you know, if you want change, you got to have a revolution, and this is the start of it. They were, they were, they were talking about it as if it was a good thing and a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. Now we have this happen, and those same people are condemning, condemning, protesting, and rioting. Did they never? Do do they not think? Do do they do they not understand the things that they say? We will remember. <laughs> In this yeah. day and age, you, you, here you are saying it's good, it's right, it's 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 their right as a citizen. They can do this, blah 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 blah. A few months down the road, 
this is a crime. It was an insurrection. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna try them. We're gonna put them. We're gonna put them down. Uh, we have some of these some of these senators uh, saying, "I was afraid for my life, and I texted my wife goodbye, and and all of this kind of stuff." Well, what did you think was gonna happen when we allowed your people <laughs> uh, to protest and riot back when you were okay with it? You taught the other side what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're, we're, and, and, and I wish we hadn't. I wish we hadn't answered violence with violence. But uh, it, it, the truth is it's happened. This country is learning to answer violence with violence. And we have this two-party system mm-hmm. that is just at complete odds with each other. They're so far extreme on one side and so far extreme on the other. There is no chance of 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 coming together anymore. There just isn't. Because uh, those divisions are being manipulated. Exactly. Yeah, those divisions, any division uh, that we have amongst us is being used to tear us apart. Uh, even, you know, all of it, all of it is part of Satan's plan, part of the great deceiver's plan to to destroy us all, to to rip us apart, to keep God's prophetic plan from coming to fruition. He wants to destroy Israel. He wants to destroy humanity. He wants to keep what God has said is going to happen from happening. And uh, COVID is a manipulated threat. Uh, the plan is to create a problem and then offer the solution for the problem. Uh, as we've said before, COVID is real. I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist. What I am saying is it, it, it's part of the plan. It was released upon us intentionally to get us to panic, to get us to fear, and then they come with the solution. Uh, the hatred and violence is manipulated. It's, it's being pushed by spiritual forces uh, beyond a evil, black, shadowy government, you know, one world conspiracy uh, group, whatever you want to call it. Guys, the Bible's prophesied this from the beginning that this is all going to happen. And we're only going to see it get worse. I, I don't know how many people I've heard say, oh, thank goodness 2020 is gone. Let's hope 2021 is better. No, <laughs> it's just going to keep getting worse. Everything is just going to keep getting worse. And the, the uh, I want to say, I, I read something by, I, I keep forgetting his name, uh, Safardi, um, Amir? Amir, yeah. Amir Safardi uh, was talking about the situation in America and he says, well, Bad news is it looks like that uh, Biden is going to take the presidency and the evil plan is won. Good news is this means the day of the Lord is that much closer. <laughs> yes. And, and that, was, uh, that was a very good way to think about it is God is letting this happen for a reason. He's, he's shaking the entire world. He's shaking all of us. Everything is getting closer and closer and closer to... Satan on one side, Yahweh on the other, which do you choose? It's just becoming clear cut. And scripture, Jesus himself said it, like birth pangs. And what do we know about birth pangs? They, you know, the the contractions get closer 
and more intense, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's exactly what scripture said would happen. So that shouldn't surprise us, but we are all being shaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I had, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit, but I feel like I was shaken and thank God, um, thank God literally that he, uh, called me because I cannot do this by myself. I, I can't. I, I talk about, in many of these conversations, I've talked about, I can't wait to see uh, the good that God can bring from the bad. And I even I even suggested, I don't care if it's the ultimate worst bad. I want the bad to be bad because I know that God can bring good from bad. So how much incredible good can he bring from really bad stuff? And then I kind of had a little bit of uh, an emotional shaking and, and, uh, luckily, you know, he called me, my name back. He, ca- he called me by name back to him and thank God for that. Uh, because I don't want to be, I don't want to do this alone. I want to be with God because he's the one, he's the strong one. He's the powerful one. He's the one that has victory. And, uh, I, th- I think we should get back to that. Let's yeah, let's talk about let's talk about our God. <laughs> Something I want to point out real quick here, going on, uh, tying into that. I'm not not trying to get away from it, not trying to change the subject. But we've talked before. Uh, go check it out if you haven't. Uh, the Feast of the Lord, the podcasts on that, and the Fall feasts deal with Jesus's return. And to kick it all off. On the very first day of the last half of the year is Tishri 1, and it is, it's referring to, it's the Day of Trumpets, and it is referring to, uh, it, it, well, it's setting it all off. It, it's it's the, the, all of the feasts from that day forward. Uh, the the fall feasts are dealing with the return of Jesus and the end days prophecies and all of that. And I find it fascinating to see that the day of trumpets begins with a hundred trumpet blasts and they do 99 of them. And then there's the last one is the loudest, longest trump now, once the loudest trump has sounded, it starts. And I think there's a prophetic significance that President Trump, if this is it and his time is over, we've just had the loudest <laughs> trump yep. sound off. And this could be officially starting the time of the end when we're going to go through the, the, the days of awe before the Feast of Tabernacles and we're going to be forced to examine our lives, each and every one of us, uh, and, and determine what has succeeded and what has failed. And the reason I bring that up right now is to see where we are in prophecy 
and to see that God really does have his hand on this. This is not by accident that these things are happening. He is showing us he's still in control, and these are by design. We are to see the signs. We are to see what's coming and rejoice because the day of victory is at hand. Absolutely. I don't know if you have um, a shout-out this time, but I actually have a couple. Uh, why don't I, I, I kind of do, but um, why don't you do yours? I wasn't actually sure if it was going to fall in line with what we were talking about today, but, but go ahead. Um, so uh, I, I feel like God communicates with us in many, many different ways, and one of the ways that he communicated with me uh, recently, I talk about it, um, a lot in uh, my Revelation 9 study, but I was just, okay, um, <laughs> anyway, my, my wife goes to bed um, fairly, she goes to bed earlier than I do because she um, gets up earlier uh, for her work day than I need to, and and uh, she's usually just tired, and so, and, and she, but she wants me in there with her, and so, I'm cool to do that, but sometimes I'm still laying there wide awake for a couple hours, and it's kind of like, well, I've watched all I wanted to watch. I've done all that I've wanted to do, and like we do, I was mindlessly looking at Facebook, just scrolling the phone up and up and up and up, and because um, of the way advertisements work, <laughs> um, every so often... I am, they advertise a Bible to me, uh, or they'll advertise some uh, Christian product to me, or some, something, because, you know, that's what I, that's the clickbait that Brad's most likely to, to click on, and there came, there came one for uh, the ballads of the Revelation, and I thought about just keep scrolling, because, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it is clickbait, it's probably going to lead me to something, and they're going to probably want $50 for some, you know, thing that I'm not sure about. But for whatever reason, I felt the urge, uh, probably because, you know, God's like, Brad, uh, you're in Revelation right now. This is, you know, this this is uh, a connection. So I clicked on it, and boy, I'm glad I did. First of all, they didn't want no money. They just wanted me to download an app. And when I downloaded the app, I got uh, it's um, Frontier Alliance International's app, and and it's got Bible studies and 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 uh, TV stuff and movie stuff and and music. Oh, beautiful music! But anyway, um, I watched this thing called the Ballads, uh, the Ballads of Revelation, of the Revelation. Sorry. Uh, feel free to go on YouTube and uh, search for reunion on Patmos, uh, that, that really hit me, um, very emotional, um, basically the idea of this movie is, um, a ballad of course is kind of telling a story or an idea through song, and that's what they do, uh, there's several chapters, the first one is called reunion on Patmos, and it's, it's a song, a beautiful song, uh, for the introduction, uh, where, where I just happened to be, um, in my current Bible study series of Revelation, and it basically is at the exact spot that I was working on, 
uh, for my study, and it just blew me away with the imagery and what they were and the song that they had. Um, you know, I listed some lyrics in the study and whatnot. Oh man, it just blew me away. And then a little bit later, I had a super emotional um, experience with a very quick transition scene that they use, uh, showing John just uh, laying on the chest of Jesus. And that got me going down a, uh, a series of thoughts about, man, what would that be like to, to lay on the chest of Jesus and hear his heartbeat and hear him breathing in and out? And anyway, uh, needless to say, I got emotional. I'm, I'm going to try not to do it again. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear me cry about it, uh, Revelation 9. But uh, um, uh, as an advertisement, <laughs> hear Brad cry. <laughs> Big baby. <laughs> um I'm not ashamed of that though, because because it, it no, you it, shouldn't be. It hit me hard, and it was good, um, and I needed it. I needed it after uh, the other stuff we've been talking about in this podcast. But so that's that's my shout out to this project called the Ballads of the Revelation. But more than that, Frontier Alliance International's uh, app. Uh, you can get it on Roku if you have a Roku. Um, and then it's just like having another streaming service um, uh, with Bible studies and uh, little movie projects and TV projects and whatnot. My other one, um, I'm going to be a little more, um, what do I want to say? Um, uh, I'm basically just going to say it, and I'm going to let you watch it and make up your own opinions about because I don't date set, um, and I don't... Um, I don't necessarily put too much faith in anyone who says, I have, I, I know for certain this is the date and the time, um, which this person doesn't do, but he does give you a pretty good idea of his thoughts on the season, um, uh, up literally the season of the year, uh, that things are really going to get crazy and, and whatnot. So, um, but it's called... Um, the Bereshit Passover Prophecy. I recommend Googling that. Um, and I appreciate that that also came into my life this week uh, because um, it kind of, I, I needed to be, I needed to wake up. I needed to, um, I, I needed to, I, I, I've asked God before. You needed a jump start. I needed a jump start. And I have asked God before, um, for this same thing. God, help me number my days so I don't waste time. So if I, if I knew that I had exactly 150 days, I'm going to run. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to really hit it hard. And that's self-convicting because then why don't I do that just anyway? <laughs> but, but God, if you help me number my days, then I can do this. Well, this helped me number my days. It's called the Bereshit Passover Prophecy. Uh, Bereshit is B-E-R-I-S-H-E-E-T, and it's by C.J. Uh, C.J. Lovick. Um, so um, he uh, definitely recommends searching that one on YouTube because he has a cool. You can buy his book, and um, I, I, which I did, um, but I highly recommend. Um, 
uh, watching it on YouTube as well because he does a uh, he has a, a very nice way of not talking down to you, but he has a very nice way of storyboarding um, this this connection that he made um, in a way that is easy to comprehend and understand. And then from that, you can do your own research uh, and, and, you know, peer review him, uh, verify it for yourself, that kind of stuff. Uh, but both of those things um, I highly recommend, and I appreciate that both of those things came into my life this week. And for that, I thank God because, of course, God moves, uh, moves these events around for our benefit. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in checking that one out, too. I, I haven't seen that myself but you told me about it earlier and i want to look into that myself and i'm just uh i just find it crazy that i didn't make this connection until i put his book on my bookshelf but uh uh, you gave me a book well i borrowed from you a book (laughs) that i've never returned (laughs) um um, about hebrew hebrew word pictures and whatnot and i was surprised I was like, oh, that's the same guy uh, that did this uh, Bereshit Passover prophecy. Um, so I just thought that was a cool connection, too. And uh, going back to your first one, um, you sent me a link, too, on the uh, the Ballads of the Revelation. And you're right, the, the music was just, was just beautiful. Beautiful and haunting and... Um, I, it does exactly what I try to do in my, in, in my, in my, my studies. I want to paint for you a picture uh, and they paint a, be- uh, well, sometimes tragic, sometimes beautiful, sometimes, uh, they paint for you a picture with their music and it's just haunting. And I just, I'm so happy I found that. Um, oh, oh, oh no, I'm going to, I'm tearing up again <laughs> thinking about wow. it. Um, I'm, but I'm just, I'm just. Uh, I'm just overwhelmed, and 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 that's how God communicates. He he communicates. He he sometimes will communicate directly with you. I um I have felt that before. I have I've I've seen that before. A hundredth of a second glimpse, but I've seen it. Sometimes he um, comes to you in dreams. Um, I personally I don't think I've ever had a vision, but I know that he comes in visions. Um, um, but I've definitely have seen him in my dreams. Um, or at least have heard his voice in my dreams. And, uh, and and sometimes he comes through those God wink moments that we talk about and, and all of that. But uh, I just, I just, <laughs> I, I, I love Yahweh. I, I love how he does this. I, I, there's been a couple moments in my life where I have been just so emotionally drained and low and upset. And, and he, uh, instantly, instantly turns my, my tears of, of, of woe and anguish and whatever, uh, to tears of joy. Um, I mean, I can't, I can only tell you about it. I can't make you experience that, but it happens and I love it and I love him. And I hope that same thing is happening for you and him because you guys are also in a strong relationship. Cool. No, thank you for that. Uh, those those shout outs because uh, they definitely given me something to check out. And oh, I, like I said, I already have started to check out the one. And in fact, downloaded. Uh, I, I went. I I just purchased the album to my phone because uh, I, I listened to a, uh, the first song that you sent me on YouTube, and I went, "Oh, I gotta have this," and uh, just purchased the rest of them. Um, 
So, so I've already given them 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think if you have like Spotify or any of those, you can, I think, um, but I'm the same way. I like to actually own my music uh-huh. and I'm, and I'm more than happy for something like this. I'm more than happy to, to pay for something or donate a little something because it affected me. It moved me. So, I mean, it's totally worth it in my book. Um, I guess I do have one that, um, the reason I felt weird about this is because my shout-outs have been kind of things that have affected me recently. And and I was like, I was the other day I was thinking, why? This is someone who really has touched me uh, before. And, and, you know, I've kind of forgotten about him in the last several years or so. But I was reminded of him the other day. And his name is David Meese. Uh, he's another musician. And... Not just his music, uh, which he was he was popular. Uh, he, was, he was a Christian musician in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, and he has several songs you, you probably heard of and know, even if you've never heard of him before. But I was talking with someone else at work who has been through some trauma and abuse in her life growing up. And uh, in fact, she, I'm not going to give a name or anything like that because, or I'm not going to give any specifics because she has not given me permission to. But I do know that Brad, she's been talking with you uh, that she had mentioned about, you know, sharing some of the stories and you two kind of uh, shared some similar stories of neglect and, and abuse and that type of thing. But I was just, I was reminded with her, about David Meese with her and her stories uh, because he has a similar testimony. And I encourage you to check him out. Uh, David Meese, just just Google him. He has his own website, and you can get not just his CDs and his music if you want that kind of thing, but he has a testimony tape that I very much encourage you to listen to. And he's he's his dad left him at a very early age, but when his dad was there, he was alcoholic and abusive and very much a tormenting personality. And David Meese tells a story about one time his dad drunkenly drove a car through his bedroom wall. He and his brother were in a bunk bed on the opposite side, and they said if the bunk bed had been on the side closest to the street, they both would have been killed. And suddenly he's looking up, he's, he's in his bed looking at the headlights of their car. And his dad got out of the car, drunkenly walked over, grabbed David Meese, put a gun to his head, put a gun to his own son's head and said, why shouldn't I pull the trigger right now? And he admitted, he said at that point in his life, he had no answer for him. He didn't know why. And his mother and his grandmother came into the room and they were jumping on him and, and, and tackling him and trying, trying to get him off, uh, you know. And shortly after that, you know, his, his dad left and he never saw him again. And he said that, you know, no matter what his dad had done to him, and there were many other stories similar to that, he said he always wished his dad would come home. 
And he has a song called My Father's Chair where he talks about that. His, and his father's chair sat in the lonely room and his father's chair covered in sheets of gloom and and his father's chair was just it was empty because his father wasn't in it and the song goes on to say you know now now he has a chair that you know he has kids and and he hopes that they say my father's chair will always be a loving place you know where i'm accepted that kind of thing and the song goes on to say my father's chair in heaven is a glorious place where he's calling out to me and 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 please listen to that song it's 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 amazing and and I'm, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. i'm trying to step out of that emotion so i'm going to keep going or I'll, I'll start crying here but in david Meese's testimony he said i'm a christian musician i'm telling people about jesus i'm singing them to them about the love of god i've composed many songs about you know the love of god and he said when his father died he was at the funeral going, good, good. I'm glad you're dead. I hate you. And, and he just, he, it was troubling him and it was starting to affect his marriage and his life in other ways. And he was going to counseling because of this hatred and this inability to forgive. And I've said before in my life, you know, how much I learned to forgive and and had the value of forgiveness and it actually became a blessing and a wonderful thing and i felt great just forgiving people and was looking forward to ways where i could forgive people and this is one of the stories that got me to that place and that david meese had been going through a few years of counseling and and improving and getting better and one day he's just in his basement and brad talked about visions earlier he had a vision Suddenly, he's in his basement. Suddenly, he wasn't in his basement. I mean, he's still sitting there, but it's like everything was gone. It was just black, except in front of him, he could see his father as a young child and full of musical talent and a great musician. And as, this, as, as he's watched as his father is rejected and abused and things happen to him that are horrible, and his father turns to drink is the only thing that can help him in any way. And, and he... And he and he just sees the terrible things that his father has put through as a young child and a young man. And he said for the first time in his life, he cried for his father and not because of his father. And that's when he finally forgave him completely. When he realized how much he was a hurting soul and and that story has helped me to understand the people hurting me are not my enemy they're in pain they're suffering they're deceived they are precious treasures of god that he wants back and that has helped me in my own life forgive people that you can sit there and say, well, they deserve it. Yes, yes, they do. You're right. They deserve pain and they deserve justice and they deserve torment. But so do I. And until I can forgive them, 
then I'm not going to be able to be forgiven. And so forgiveness has become more of a joy. Everyone that's hurting you today and has hurt you, we've got to learn how to forgive them in the same way. And so, again, said it before, every time we do a shout out, we say, we're a little nothing. <laughs> how many people, how many, how many, you know, we have, we have, uh, some, some people have like thousands of listeners. Some people have tens thousands of listeners. We have threes of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we have multiples of threes, maybe at times. Um, so, you know, I'm sure you're not listening, David Meese, but if you are, if you ever happen to stumble across this, thank you. I just want to say personally, thank you for sharing your testimony. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, it has meant a lot to me. Yes. Thank you. I remember when I, I, I think I will always remember this, the first time that I came to the conclusion that my father, was, uh, my father just wasn't in my life. He wasn't abusive or anything like that. He just was not in my life, um, except for a very brief moment when I was a teenager, and he said something that was very harmful to my emotions um, or to my psyche or whatever you want to say. But, but uh, I remember the very first moment, and I'll always remember it, that it just dawned on me one day, my father in heaven, my father and I have a father. You know, it was just amazing and overwhelming. It was, it was what? I have a father. I, 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 and, and what a father. I, I have the father, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't remember exactly how it's phrased, but scripture does say that God is close to the fatherless and, 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 you know, and I do think, that God has been close to me um, and has been, of, of course, he is for everybody, but I, I, I see the points in my life where he was moving people into proper place for the, to be there for me. He was, uh, he was uh, helping me out. He was pushing me along. He really was my father. He was doing what a father who loves me would do. And so, yeah, I just... Uh, I will always remember that day. Oh, what a day that was. I have a father. <laughs> it's it's a powerful thing to... And, and again, we talked about it earlier. Uh, in, uh, now, I've already lost it. Did we talk about it? Yeah, we did talk about it in this podcast. I was forgetting <laughs> if we talked about it. Now we're in your Revelation podcast. But the levels of salvation, when you realize you're saved for the first time, the joy, the excitement... And it's, it's the same thing. It's just when you realize, when you're in a low place, when you're in a horrible place of any kind, and you realize you have a father. You know, you are fatherless. You are hated. You are alone. You are, no, you're not. No, you're not. You do have a, not only a father, you have the richest, most powerful, most awesome, loving father the universe could ever know i mean you hit the jackpot i mean there's just joy yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but on that note this one's hitting about an hour 
and we have done <laughs> Genesis, Revelation, and this one, and they've all been, I think, wonderful, but I do think um, emotionally draining. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say tiring as well. <laughs> um, in a good way, in a good, don't, don't get me wrong, man, yeah. in a good way. It's like you, like when you've done a good day's worth of work and you, and you, and you go to bed tired and you, and you fall asleep as soon as you hit that pillow. But the reason is because you did a good, honest day's work. I mean, that's the comparison right now. I feel like all three of these have been very, very good. And, and uh, But I do think, unless you have any other point you want to make tonight, Scott, I think we should probably uh, think about wrapping it up here. Oh, I have some other little things that I had noted that we could talk about, but that could start a whole thing, which, <laughs> which kicks into another 10, 20, 30 minutes. So I think I'll, I think there's a good place to just say, no, nope, we'll, we'll save that for later. And that gives us a good excuse to do another one of these crazy podcast things. That's right. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, as always, I'm Brad. And I'm Scott. And this has been... Not about us.